This week's podcast is a good one, so I want you to launch into what I normally say when I start a podcast. Go. And uh, welcome to Body Science Podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to the House of Fit, Happy and Healthy. And today I've got one of my besties in the room. How are you, Link? Good Link buddy. Lewis. Thanks for having Good me in, mate. You. Good to see you. And look, look, I was watching TV on the weekend, doing a bit of a Netflix binge. The wife was away and Black Sight came on. <laughs> and I'd actually forgotten that you were in it. And I'm watching this and I thought, holy shit, I know that head. And so <laughs> I, I text, your channel, right? So I've texted you and I'm <laughs> going, Oh, yes, it's you, da-da-da, and you've written back, am I stabbed yet? And I've gone, well, that's a good movie for me now, like that movie's all over. So I thought, stuff you, Link, I'm going to call you up, I'm going to get you in for a podcast, and we get one back on you. And now here we are. Now here, here, here we are. Here. So it's really good to have you in, mate. Look, what I want to talk about with you today is you. Like, we know it all kicked off with Home and Away. We know you've done a neighbor stint. We know you've done some cool movies, and we'll get to that. But I want to talk about the real Link Lewis. Like, I spend a lot of time with you, you know, once a week we try and catch up and have a hot and cold bath, or does that sound really bad? No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> we do, do massages on each other. No, so, no, no, no. We, we definitely right. don't we... do that. But him and I normally get in the pool together, and there's four pools where we go. Yeah. And we should shout out to the crew, but by the time that we finish those baths, everyone's in the same bath as us. Basically. Like, yeah. So you, you do wreck my days yeah, when we do we, that. We, we so spin you know. some good stories. And <laughs> after a while, you get all the other pools, they start sort of throwing in their two cents. Yeah. And then they're just kind of like, well, hang on a minute. I'm just going to jump in. And yeah, we have like a full pool after yeah. that. We all just start migrating from one to the other, one and, to the and, other. And you are a good guy. Like pe- people who know you, they all, no one's got a bad word to say about you. Is that been something really hard to do in your career as an actor? Look, you know, first and foremost, there are no, no matter what, there will always be, we'll always have our bad days. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no matter what, there's always going to be, you'll have people who have positive things to say about you, but there will always be someone who will have something very negative to say about you. And that's just life and, and everything like that. But at the end of the day, um, look, you know, I've, I've had a lot of bad days and stuff like that, but I've got a really amazing mum with really incredible morals. And, and awesome. she's always just sort of went, you know, she's just instilled that, that, that thing of always be try always try to be better than what you were yesterday. And you know, if you can make someone smile, then you've you've made a good day. You know what I mean? And you always try and make someone's day. And in turn, that's going to make your day. So look, I, I just, I, I'm I'm happy to be here. You know what I mean? I, it's it's one of those things where it's, you know, waking up's free <laughs> and, and you, and you just, you know, we're, we're just lucky to be here. And I, and, and every day mum would always just say, look, we get to call Australia home. We get to wake up here and we get to we get to live this amazing life. And so I'm always stoked on that and always just happy. If I get to chat, I'll talk the leg off a chair. You know what I mean? And and um as as you, I can see it in your eyes right now. But um look, every 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 interaction I have, I'm I'm genuinely happy to have a chat. And and I th- I think it's just one of those things where if I can have a good conversation with someone, it just makes my day. So if hopefully that just turns into a good interaction. So I walk away with a smile on my face and hopefully someone can walk away with a smile on their face. And I'm like, sweet, that was a good day today. I might let's talk about it. Is it really hard? Like you're a public figure yeah. and there's a lot of public figures in Australia, but when you hit the streets and I've, I've been out for coffees with you and stuff and everybody wants to come and say hello and everybody wants a little piece of you at times. Is it really yeah. hard to keep that, that like you, you're a frother. Like, yeah. I, I dig your Instagram because I just go, oh, look, it's you and it's this <laughs> and that and it's, it's you doing cool shit. And I, I, I love the authenticity of you as a person, but is that really hard to take out? Like I, I can get in my car, go home, shut the door and, and be Greg that nobody really cares about by my family and a few 
friends and stuff, but you walk the street and everyone's got an attitude on your last movie, your last this, your, your family life, whatever it is, someone's mm -hmm. got an attitude or, or a comment on that. How hard is it to really stay true to you? Well, I think, um, I, I, I think every, everything I approach, I always make sure stays true to me. And, and if I don't have the end, I mean, I think that's one of those things where you always got to find that energy, but it's not really hard for me because if anything, I find it hard to switch off. And yeah, when I get home, it's, it's time to recharge the batteries and stuff. But when you're out, I just just I'm, I'm always stoked and it's it's and I guess I've been lucky enough to grow up with with a family that's always been in the public eye so you kind of understand that when you're doing things that are in the public eye that's that's part of the territory yeah. and now that I'm lucky enough to have lived my dream and and hopefully that can keep continuing if people are coming up this is one thing okay this is one thing that Johnny Farnham said and I will never forget it until until I can't remember anything anymore. I met him when I was a kid and then a couple of years ago I met him at this event up in Northern Territory and uh, and we went backstage and I was having a bit of a chat with him and this other singer was there and all three of us were having a bit of a yarn. And so as we're getting ready to leave, we said, all right, well, you know, let's have a photo. And um, so I took the photo with my, with my mate and him first. Cool. All good. Took a couple. And before it was my turn, that's when my mate chose to go, does this bug you? People ask for photos. And I thought, if he says yes, <laughs> before I've got my photo with him, before he's due to go on stage, um, I'm going to feel so foolish. But he said something without even hesitating and it will always stick with me. And he... So, like I said, he, there there wasn't even air between the fit, the start of his sentence and the end of my mates. And he so when he said, "Does it bother you that that people ask for photos?" And he said, "No, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It'll bother me when it stops." Yeah, and that really stuck with that's me. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, because it it was it was genuine appreciation, and the way he said it, and it was just so it, there was no ego about it. It was just truth, saying when people come up to you, it means that they've taken time out of their lives to listen to his listen to his music, to watch a show I might have done or a film I might have done, and so anytime someone comes up to me if they're not coming up and throwing fruit at me i'm stoked you know yeah, i it, it's, it's it's more of a a genuine appreciation the fact that like i said one they've taken time out of their day or night to watch a project i've done but then they're taking time out of their day to come and say hello and so for me i'm just i'm actually filled with gratitude and so yeah like we all have energy depletion at the end of the day and stuff like that but if i i don't know if someone comes up with a nice positive enthusiastic attitude or whatever it may be it actually sort of i don't know i feel like i'm recharged a bit and there's only ever been two times in my entire life where something has happened in the public and I've lost my cool a bit, but it was just more so like I was getting a photo and uh, these, these ladies had a bit too much to drink and then they've just grabbed my bits straight in the middle of, of lucky like, shot, eh? oh, I'll tell you what, and it was in the middle of a footy stadium, Not so there's people you, around it, and it was yeah. one of those moments where I just oh, like, in a footy stadium. it was a footy stadium, people around, other people were going to get a photo and stuff like that, and they've just, just there, and they just grabbed, and I've just lost it, because, you know, it's one of those things, but I, I, but apart from that, you know, where it's complete disrespect, anything else is just me just being completely like I, I just appreciate it, and so yeah, I like if someone's going to come up and have a chat. I'm it's 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 one of those things where I'm like in my, in my own head, I know I'm screaming thank you because I know what it's like to be an unemployed actor, and I know what it's like for you know I know what it's like to be sitting around going I, I would love to get another job, but no one's hiring me. And so if people are coming up and talking about something that I've done, it's it's me just being very appreciative that you know that they they've watched something and they want to come up and say hello and have a chat about it. Nice, mate. How hard is it being an actor? <laughs> Like I, I come to work, I know I've got a job on Monday and I know what I'm earning and I know all those things. Like how hard is it to like, everybody goes, wow, great life, this and that. Yeah. And how hard it, is it really it's to It's that, that perception, isn't it? Yeah. Just like anything, people will always um, see the success, whether it's a, you've got the job, 
you've made the sale, you've, uh, you, you're a sports person who's just won, you've just made a team, I've gotten a role, whatever it may be, people will always see the success. But just like anything in life, people will never see, only you will know every struggle you've ever had to get to where you want to be. Yeah, nice. And, and, and so with, with the acting game, sometimes it's a, it's, it's a little hard because no matter how much you study, no matter how hard you work at it, there can be just one small non-personal defining factor, which is why you didn't get the role. Yeah. And it's not personal. You, you may just, that other person may, their look may suit the role more. Or who knows, their hair color, their their voice, their anything. And it's it's just they are more suited to the role. And it doesn't mean you're not good enough. It just means that they fit the role. And so you gotta kind of always have that tough skin to go on to the next. You know, yeah. on to the next. Gotta make sure that, you know, you stay on your game, as Will Smith says, stay ready so you never have to get ready. And you just gotta always be prepared for the next opportunity. But you always gotta be prepared to take that rejection. Like, you know, ninety-five percent of this industry is just based on rejection. Yeah. Go for auditions, spend hours and hours working on your script to do the audition. Cool, there was one thing I wish I would have done better, but that's okay. I'm really happy overall. Go out, call your agent, did it, did a good job, all that kind of stuff. Don't hear a single thing. And that's yeah, okay. it. And then another time, yeah, they really loved it, but they're oh, gonna so go. You don't another even way. get feedback or you don't get and you don't because, get the reason. No, because you when enough, you think okay. about it, there's like hundreds or thousands of people that are go for the same role as you and yeah, that could okay. be if it's a if it's a local project yep. hundreds or a couple of thousands but then there's other ones where it's tens of thousands because i could be sending a tape over to the u.s so all of the everyone who's going for that same role same age range all ethnicities everything in america australia england all going for the, new zealand all going for the same role yeah and then you may get the call back and make the final and that cool here's your little bit of feedback but if not they've got too many to worry about Mate, what's worse so final, final 10 or no feedback final two is what? a hard one oh. that's a hard one because like you, you you make that you know you're climbing you're auditioning yep you've got that euphoria because i'm one step closer yep. cool you do the second round you do it great they want to see you again you're in the final round cool hours you call your acting coach you're going through it you're sleepless nights because you're thinking about the role thinking about new ways to to approach that line in that scene and then oh, wait i've got to write that down get up write it down go over it in your head just keep doing that scene but you don't want to overdo it where it's where it's you know looks like it's over prepared because you want it to look like it's because acting is just it's it's you know it's just being and believing it's conversation it's engaging and you you know you're getting words on a paper that's making it real so that someone watching it can feel and and go through that journey with you it's it's you know it's awesome. i love that process yeah. but you know, when you're creating that, because you you can't sit back going, okay, how would how would Greg do this scene? I know he's a really good actor. How would he do this scene? He'd, he'd maybe approach it a bit like this, because if you do that, I'm not going to beat you at your own game. Yeah. So it's one of those things going, how am I going to approach this? How am I going to analyze this character? I'm creating this because of the brief. And then I think that this would serve the story better. So then you're just creating and going, okay, now nah, I'm going to change that a little bit more because that that actually creates more of an arc rather than just a stale delivery. Going over it and over it and over it and over it. And then, you know, you're going over it with your acting coach and then you have a reader. Let's go over it with that. Oh, that's giving me a new idea. Change it again. Go over it. And then or you do your audition. You prepare, you prepare, you prepare, then you do it and you can walk out on top of the world. And then all of a sudden you <coughs> may leave. And so many times it's just any feedback, not yet, not yet, a couple of days down the track. So they loved your audition. They loved everything you did. They're going to go another way. So on to the next. Oh, boo that. That's the that's the way it goes. And and so, but just so how like many anything, times is that happening a year for you? Is this regular? Hundreds, thousands. Wow. You do so many auditions, and that's that thing. As as an actor, it just you just got to get back on that horse and keep doing it. Which is why you see over time, it's it's what I say. If I'm ever teaching an acting class, or if I'm ever if people say, you know, what advice have you got for the you know someone entering the industry, or someone in the industry, is just one. It's persistence. You know, yeah, you you can't 
it's it's a persistence game yeah. because it's there's no shortcuts. You're not gonna there's only that point zero zero one percent of people who have been approached on the street and they go, We really like you. We want you to come in and have a meeting and then yeah. you're a lead actor. You may hear those stories, but Oh, the good it's, media. It's so rare. It's yeah. so beyond rare. It's not even funny. So it, it is good. It is good to sort of, you know, you take that as a bit of motivation and whatnot, but there is no shortcuts in this. And that's another thing I say is that you can't cheat the process. Yeah. You, it's it's persistence. It takes hard work and dedication. And if you're not preparing yourself, like all the P's, however many P's is proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yeah. And your performance is, is you Did know. you practice that before you come in? Yeah. <laughs> I got that right. But it's 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 always just going to be a testament. You know, you got to put in the work because yeah. if you don't, it's going to show because everything, you're bearing your soul. Parts of your own experiences, parts that you've created, it's all melding together for a character that you've put together to put, you know out there yeah so if you're not putting in the work and so that's why i say you can't cheat the process you've got to put in the hard work and while like for someone like me you know i'm jumping around and i'm you know frothing on life and everything and it sort of sometimes gives off that persona which is like okay it's a bit of a happy-go-lucky oh you know he's just kind of he got that role and he's he's you know he, it doesn't look like i'm behind the scenes putting in the hard work because i'll put out the happy stuff on on instagram and whenever i'm out and about i'm just i'm stoked on life but like anything no one really sees the hard work you put in behind closed doors when no one else is around. Yeah, exactly. And and the years and years and years that you put in, the, the ups and downs and times when you're sitting there on the couch or in the bed and, and you feel like bawling your eyes out going, is this it for me? Am I never going to work again? And then you just, you're continuously doing it. But that's that thing that, that's you behind closed doors. And outside, I just try and spread as much positivity as I can. But that's that's just that, yeah, that's the game. And yeah, oh, man, I love that. Yeah. Let's flip that. Yeah. Let's talk about the start, the first gig you got. Yeah. The first one that turned you into the good looking human you are. <laughs> like, obviously, you, you can easily go from a five to a 10 with the right gig. With, with a good filter and good yeah, lighting. Exactly. That's what I need, you know. Yeah, so. no, and so <laughs> you're batting well. What, what was the big start for you? Was it back in the old days of like Home and Away? and Home and Away was my breakout role. Yep. Yeah. So I started at 13 and just doing acting classes. And that was when I was 13, it was one audition a year, mm -hmm. but doing acting workshops. And then when I was 15, I was an extra in a coffee commercial. And <laughs> so if we've ever in a coffee said, commercial. In a coffee commercial. That was my first ever, ever, ever gig. It was just an extra in this line. It was when they launched the Raffa's coffee. Yeah. Right. And uh and so yeah, just it's just a dude in the line. As the camera's going past, you're seeing like 20 people in the line before it gets to the main guy. And this little 15-year-old, and funnily enough, I got there and I and I knew the leader actor of the ad because he was with my agency, right? Yep. So I was standing there talking to him. The director of the, the ad come, comes over. The owner of the company comes over. They're having a chat. And so I'm there, just this little 15-year-old. <laughs> and the assistant of either the director or the, or the owner comes over and goes, all right, guys, what do you want? You know, what coffees, what are you having? And inside I'm shitting myself because I'm going, if I tell them I don't like coffee or I don't drink coffee, yeah. they might not put me in the commercial. But you, you know, don't drink coffee. I don't. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't. Oh, no, 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 no. And they're all giving their orders. She looks at me and I thought, if I say anything else, they might say, you don't drink coffee, you're off the commercial. That's where my mind's going. So I'm like, just fake it till you make it, <laughs> champ. So I was just like, what if I heard people order before uh flat white and okay how many sugars and i was like give me three or four sugars and they were like oh jesus you got a sweet tooth I was like, oh, yeah okay they bring over this this coffee that was about <laughs> that big massive bloody thing and uh and i've just done the old acting sip <laughs> mm, mm, and i've tasted it and the moment it hit my lips is the last time coffee's ever touched my lips not to say it was bad coffee yeah i just don't like coffee. not a coffee drinker yeah. yeah so i'm a hot chocolate man or, yeah. or a green tea man and so everyone else's was going down and my phone was staying at the top no matter how many times <laughs> <laughs> doing that. And so that, so that was a coffee commercial. And then I was doing extra 
worked for TV shows like uh, The Sleepover Club, H2O. What's extra work? Uh, the extra work is, is like a background person. So okay. if, if you ever- Walking past. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So if we're sitting here in the camera, like the camera right here, and someone, yeah, will walk past, that's that's a background artist. Or extra is what we used to call it, but yep. now it's referred to as a background artist. So for years I did that, and I absolutely loved, loved extra work i still i still think of it as some of my most fondest memories to this day okay because you get on set every day you're meeting new people you're not in the in the spotlight so you're sitting there and but the conversations that you're having to have and the, the acting that you're doing is all the same because it's just you have to do it as a mute because if you're in a set and the two lead actors three whatever it is is are they having their conversations you're in the background and if you ever see people that are talking at a cafe or something like that and they're, they're having a conversation they're not talking they're miming but it all has to look real. And so you have to make this look real, get past the awkwardness, all that kind of stuff. So you're sitting there and sometimes you'll see the yep, the yep um, background. So it's just sitting there going, <laughs> it's just yep I'm going to look time, for that right? now. Like, yeah, well, but, my movie's a wreck now. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's just pretending conversation. And and I love that because it's, it's sort of, you get the feel for being on set. Yeah. You're starting to learn set etiquette about where everything fits, where you fall, can't stuff around as soon as you get on there, all everything. If, if you take the time to actually go, okay, I need to learn as, as much as I can, which I tell any actor, as soon as you get on set, learn as much as you can. Realize that it's it's a juggernaut, everything is, is happening. So just take it all in, absorb it. And so, yeah, I was doing background work for, for a lot of these shows and still doing auditions for things. And then slowly I'd get- Do you put them on your resume when you pitch out in the future? Like, is that- Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just part of the resume to okay. say, yeah, from, you know, from this year, this, 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 and in brackets, it has what your role is. So yeah. we'll say extra. And then this will yeah, say okay, featured cool. extra, yep. which means your the camera might focus on you for that little bit longer. And so I would get little bits- a little bit more here and there. So maybe featured in a, in a commercial, just that little bit more. Yeah. And then a Nutri-Grain commercial and then or a little bit featured there and bits and pieces and then a little speaking role and then just speaking role here and there and everywhere. And um, and then I auditioned for Home and Away when I was uh, in grade 12. Okay. And and I made the short list. It was the first time I auditioned for Home and Away and I made the final three and, uh, and I flew to Sydney I think it was on like the Tuesday to do my audition for that. Or no, or maybe it was, and I was in the final couple for Power Rangers at the time as well. Okay. So I flew to Sydney twice in the same week. I did not sleep the week before that because I was so nervous. You know, a little 16, 17 year old, 16 year old, nervous as hell, going for these roles. I watched Power Rangers growing up. Everyone knows of Home and Away. And I, I was, man, I was just all night going over my stuff every single night. And then, you know, going to school. And I, didn't, I never really told anyone at school I was doing acting. That was just kind of my thing. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. like played footy for club, footy for school. And and on the side, I'll do weekend workshops with casting directors down here on the Gold Coast. Yep. And um, for the most part, at the time, it was, if you're in Queensland, you couldn't be taken seriously as an actor unless you were going to move to Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah, okay. And now, thankfully, it's done that 180 where it's just everything is happening here. But it's sort of showing, like, you know, thankfully, with technology, we can send auditions. Two seconds later, they've got it in an email. Yep. Whereas back then, you'd uh, record it on a VHS and then you'd have to put the VHS <laughs> tape it. in bubble wrap, express post it to Sydney. They'd have a look at it. You put it given your age. You wait a little bit that, now, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like, I reckon half the crew outside don't even know what a VHS tape is. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I auditioned for, for Home and Away and then made the final three while I was in Sydney. And that's when I first met Ray Ma, who plays Alf, the, you know, the yeah, icon of the show. Icon. Yeah. And this is something, if I can just digress for a sec, this is something that will always stick with me. And this is another thing of appreciation and passing on what you've learned and everything like that. So here I am, this 16-year-old, nervous as hell. Going in there, you know, Lincoln, Ray, Ray Lincoln is like, G'day, young fella. It's like, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. And he goes, Do you want to do a quick line run, quick, quick speed run of the of the the scene before we get going on the camera? And uh, and I was just like, Yeah, okay, sure. And and we did a, a quick speed run. And he noticed that I was a bit nervous. And he didn't need to do this because he sees actors come come in all the time. 
right? So he didn't need to do what he did. And he just looks at the casting director and goes, take five, love. And she just goes, sure. She sits down. And there's two chairs there because we're sitting down the scene. He goes, sit down, young fella. I was like, okay. So we sat down and he goes, how are you feeling about the scene? And I was like, yeah, 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 good, good, good. And he goes, all right, let's, let's have a quick chat about it. And he spent the next five minutes breaking down the scene with me, going through it line by line, and then asking me questions about how I would feel. Let's say, for instance, he'd be like, all right, if I was saying this to you on the street, how would you feel if I come up to you and said this? And I said, oh, I'd feel a bit like that. And he goes, exactly. So do you think that would maybe reflect it if you were delivering, delivering that line like that to me in the scene? And just basic, but just so enough. So good. But he didn't need to, and, and then like that was just an, like one thing that he did, but he was just continuously doing it for this, you know, five, maybe a bit longer minutes, but he didn't need to do this. I was just I, one of the kids that was coming in auditioning for this role. We went through it one more time and he goes, better. How are you feeling? I said, good. And he goes, right, we're ready to go, love. We did the scene, felt good. Did the next scene, felt good. And he, he said, good on you, mate. Take it easy. All the best. And I've left, feel, like I, I sort of thought, you know, that that felt good. I don't know. I didn't have much to compare it to. But and I, and I made the final three for that role. The following year, I made the final two for a different role. And then the following year, I got Jeff, which was my breakout role in Home yep. and Away. But that, what he did for me on that one day is something I will always remember because he didn't need to do that. And he did because he's like, I want to help the younger generation. I want to help this young kid. And hopefully that'll further him somewhere. And I remember saying that to him when I got onto the show. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just, hey, we just got to help each other, don't we? And like he <laughs> passed it off wow. as, as nothing, as almost like, yeah, that's just what you do. And do you think that culture, like we have it in business, we talk about the culture of a business. Do you think that culture is a success of that franchise? Like it's still going strong. To this day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I You know, I think there's a lot of factors that, that play to the success of that show. One of the one of them is, you know, first and foremost, the aesthetics of the show. Yeah. You know, it just shows the the beautiful Australian lifestyle. The the blues, the like the the sand, the ocean, the sky, everything. Summer Bay, always beautiful, always summery, unless yeah. you know the storyline needs it to be raining or something like yeah. that. But the aesthetics is always something beautiful to watch. But yeah, I th I think definitely the culture that people like Raymar, like Lynn McGranger who plays Irene, um, Ada Nicodemu who plays Ada, um, and then some of the others who were on the show for ages. I think they they definitely kept that going because there is, I think. You you know, especially in Australia, but for those long running shows, there's a lot of no bullshit. Yeah. Right. And the and I think the crew as well, you know, just as much as the actors, the crew are they don't muck around. Like, you know, if there's time to have a good chat, but they they've got a job to do and they do it. And and so when I would when I got onto the show, I remember just even if I didn't have scenes, I would go into the studio and just watch Ray. So Alf. Because as an actor, he's the ultimate professional. He would walk on set, quickly say, Hey mate, how you going? Walk on. Knew what he was doing. Wait for them to, Ray, you're here. Yep, no worries. We do the scene, two shot with whatever, wide shot, close up, everything like that. Scene's done in half an hour. Great. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. He walks off. Quickly says hello to one of the crew guys if they've got time. Have a quick chat for a second. He's like, righto, mate. Talk to you later. Off. Yeah. He's got time to have a chat if there is time, but if not, he's in, he's out. You never have to worry about him. And that is the signs of an ultimate professional. And so I think people like him, but then the crew who just go, if you're going to be on some show like that, you've got, I'm going to say one job, but you know, there's a lot of jobs that fit into that, but it's almost like you've got one job, know your stuff, be on set on time, do your, do your homework and know your stuff, get there. Because it's tight production, that show, isn't it? Oh, it's tight. Yeah. Because I'll do, you'll do films and they'll be like, okay, we've got seven scenes that we've got to shoot today. Home and Away, you're shooting about 20. And 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 so every single week, you're shooting the equivalent of, we're shooting five episodes a week easy. Because like just as, as, as a way of breaking it down, if you're shooting on location, you're shooting episodes for 
are the like you'll be shooting scenes for the episodes that the following week you'll be shooting for in studio, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So if I'm in studio shooting the scenes, the prior week to that, I was shooting all of the, that episode's location. Yeah, okay. So it just it's just a well-oiled engine that just keeps going. And so you're, you, you have to know what's going on for about 10 episodes at a time. You may not be in all of them, so you might be less, but you always have to be, like I said, you have to do the, the homework and you have to just be on it, but it makes it fun. It's the best. Yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's just the best. I, I loved my time on that. That show so and especially i got the show when i was 19 and you hit the ground running and you just gotta it's sink or swim and if, if you if you're gonna put in the hard work you can have the best time mate apart from regular cash from working like in, in that type of space where it's a week after week after week gig yeah how did your life change come on we all want to know <laughs> come on just between you and me it just this just us. just between just us us two yeah. yeah us two on these these little <laughs> microphones oh. <sighs> Here we go. I can't do that. I'm 54. If I do that. It's, <laughs> Look, you're an actor. You can do what you want. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, come on. It's, it's how a, to change. It's a bit of a whirlwind. I'm not going to yeah. lie because, because how old are you? 19. 19 at the time. And you're on TV. Yeah. Like, and the, you're on, you're on TV Australia's show. most popular yeah. television show at a yep. time when streaming services hadn't come out yet. Yep. And free to wear is king. Yep. So you get on the show that everyone in school watches. And, and so, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy because when I got the show for the first two months, I wasn't on screens because everything is filmed obviously in advance. Yep. So I got to be on set and you got to go out with the cast and not be part of the on-screen cast. Yeah, gotcha. And, and really just enjoy the moment of being, being around. But yeah, when I remember when my first episode came to air, went on air, sorry. And then the next day I was shooting on location. And I, again, I wasn't used to this because you're on set just filming stuff and people are like, oh, you know, they're, they're not taking any notice because you don't know who that is. Yep. And then all of a sudden I was on, and then I was, we're on location and they, you get these, these people that are running over, getting a photo with, you know, that, that man actor and then they run over to you and they go oh, then they say this the thing they say your character name they say your real name can we here's paper can we get your autograph can we get a photo and you're like yeah yeah sure 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 like this is cool awesome i love that thank you and then all of a sudden it just happens and then you go to the shops for lunch and and you like school times were just epic and like you know it was, it was just like wild because you know you i didn't notice how popular the show was yeah, until getting on it yep. and then you'd have busloads of tourists from like England Ireland Scotland New Zealand because they were the like that's that's the biggest audience for home and yep. away besides Australia and and like i think they said statistically like half the country of Ireland would watch home and away religiously and but but all those shows just and, and yeah so they just loved it so in holiday time if they came to australia they wanted to do a tour of summer bay so during their holidays and stuff you'd have busloads of tourists rock up they'd all hop out they'd see the the the, the diner and on the other side the surf side the, the summer bay surf club you know on the thing a steward you know manager or whatever it is of the surf club and and they they would watch you do scenes and and in scenes off i'd just go lay on the beach and have a swim because why not you're filming on the beach i got i got an hour and a half off i'm gonna have a swim <laughs> and so i'd be laying on on my towel and they'd just come over and you know can we go to picture with you and like yeah 100% and but the busloads when they'd rock up and they you just see their faces when they see the set and they stay like that's the bit that they do this mm. on and that's what they do that on and the the eyes are just lighting up and so people would be there first thing in the, like in the morning in the afternoon like it's and then then it's 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 just crazy you know when you go to things like the logies and and the actor awards and and stuff like that it's it's a real whirlwind and it's it's funny because it's something when when I get asked about it it's something that I'll never get used to and I'm happy about that like I'll never never stop appreciating it just you know like I was saying about Johnny Farnham the day it'll it'll bother you when it stops because it means that they they don't like what you do anymore but it's something it'll be something I'll never stop appreciating but it'll be something I never get used 
used to because, you know, 19 years of not having that and just hanging out and kicking it. And then that change, it doesn't change who you are, but it, it, it just, you know, it comes with the territory, but it's, I just, I'm just stoked about it. Like, I just want to say thank you to people who come over, you know what I mean? But, and, but it is, it is a whirlwind, especially when you do those red carpet events and they're just lined with people and everything. It's just, it's the, it's the wildest trip. That was a beautiful home and away version of what getting into fame's about. I probably want to talk more about the underbelly, the version. Like, let's talk yeah. about this. Like, no one ever asks these questions. You're my mate. You tell me to get stuff. You don't do it. Like, yeah. Hi, I'm Tom Green, Olympic champ from Tokyo. And if you want the best tasting protein bars on the market, you should try the new Body Science Moose Range. Greg, you better be testing these. Mate, they're getting drug tested. Got you covered. What was that first night like out after you'd been on TV? <laughs> Look, I, I know this is going to sound... <laughs> I know this is going to sound really polished or home and away-ish or PG-ish or whatever you're going to say, but in all honesty, I've I've always um, I, I I never really go out that much, and and even during my time on on the show and stuff like that, I was always in a relationship and and okay. so and like or whatever it may be. So I'd always sort of try and stay away from from the scene, mm-hmm. and and I've never been the biggest drinker. Like you know, you have you have some drinks when you're with some no, mates you love or your whatever health and it is, fitness and we'll yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I've I've never been one to and and I guess it was also another thing of of sort of growing up with a family in the public eye is going when you're in public you're you're a representation of the organization that's employed you and so i've always been like aware of that and so whenever you're out yeah you have your fun you chill out you have a, you have a drink or two or whatever but always you know if you're getting a photo you're not having a drink in your hand all that kind of stuff but i've always tried to be yeah not to say no, i'm going to go ride that's... myself off but i've never been one for that anyway like okay you can mostly, kill an old man on this side mostly because that, i'm a little a good bitch human. when it comes to hangovers no, trust me on this like, like <laughs> you're a good you're a human i'm like i just remember your underbelly scenes like it's uh-huh. yeah i'm just like <laughs> how was that like how was doing a scene like that in underbelly no that, that was the first thing you we know shot what i'm talking about i know what you're talking about 100 <laughs> tell you what that was the first thing we shot for underbelly was it really first thing first, did you two know each other before that no i met her i met danielle cormack who is an incredible actress yeah. she is amazing so you know like as as you see in wentworth and, and everything else she's done, she's phenomenal. But I met her, I think, two or days, two two or three days before we shot that scene. So I'm walking into the to the studios that you, uh, the, that they're filming Underbelly, right? I'm walking in to go get my wardrobe fitting and and get my hair cut and all that kind of stuff. Set in the 1920s, I had to make sure everything was yep. it was set. And I'm walking towards the studios and she's leaving. And I've noticed her face. Now I, I realized who she was because I'd seen the cast list and everything like that. So as we're walking out, and this is this is a couple of years after after I'd left home and away and stuff like that. And she's walking out and walking in. Made eye contact with her. I'm like, hey going and she just kept walking i was like okay never mind and then i hear about two seconds later oi turn around she's like you're gonna be my boyfriend and i was like <laughs> yes she's like, no i was like oh well, yeah, yeah 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 so we had a quick chat hey going nice to see you this and that we'll see you in a couple of days on set go in get all my stuff and then the first scene that i shoot for underbelly i look on the call sheet closed set because if you're ever having an intimate scene it's a closed set essentials only if yeah, okay. you're if you're not meant to be there you're not there yeah okay so cameraman only sound only director all that kind of stuff and they turn the monitors off so if you're anywhere else in the studio all the monitors are also they it's it's a real it's really respecting the professional yeah, privacy all that. yep. that's all great so first scene i was like here we go so we go in there and we, we start talking it all over and this is what i really loved about danielle so we get in there and the scene says, uh, we just ha- I've just had a gang fight, We're a, a big gang fight. I'm all bloodied up and stuff like that. She sent her number two and a couple of other guys to go finish the job. So I'm in there in the kitchen. Our characters have already had a lot of sexual tension and all that kind of stuff. So there was already a prior buildup, which we we're going to film later on because yeah. everything's filmed out of order. I'm sitting on the chair and the, and the scene just sort of says, she's cleaning it off. The chemistry's building, it's tension's rising. And then after a while, we just start kissing and then heats up more, go off, pants go off 
undies go off, hop on top, underbelly style on the chair, and that's how the scene goes. Yep. Right. So Danielle, being a legend, just goes, says to the director, I think it's a bit boring. That's gold. And then he's like, oh, okay. That she's like, gold. yeah, I think we can spice it up a bit. What do you reckon? And I'm like, and she's like, what do you reckon, Ling? I'm like, this is, this is on you. I'm I'm like just going to sit here and shut up. And then so she just decides how to change this scene. I'm not going to go on the nitty gritty of it, but she just thinks of a couple of these ideas and changes it up. And what you see on that scene is how Danielle decided it needed to be. And it made it... At, it made it this scene that it was. Yeah, and up. she was a bloody legend. Yeah, and and it was awesome. so hilarious because she she sort of mapped it out and then she's like, Link, do this, Link, do that, Link, pick me up, da-da-da. And then because the character ends up on the table and then she just looks at the director, she goes, don't you think that's more interesting? <laughs> <laughs> and the director and I are like kangaroo in the spotlight. We're like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she she was another example of being the ultimate professional. Yeah, she's okay. strong. She's she's powerful. She's an amazing actress and just holds so much strength. And so I was really stoked. I got to work with her throughout those episodes that I did because uh, like I learned a lot from her. And yeah, I like I real and you know I was working with with Daniel Cormack, John Bachelor, and then a lot of the other like uh, actors that were on that show. They were they were fantastic actors. And so getting to do the role that I did was obviously very fun. Yeah. But. It was it was a real privilege. So Underbelly was great. Just getting back into that acting frame a little, and something that I, I'm looking at you, and I, I love hearing your stories, and, and I've got lots of them from you. It's awesome. But I've never really asked you this question. Like, how hard is it to remember your lines? Like, <laughs> I'm probably jumping ship here a bit, but the thing that scares me the most about if I had to be an actor was to remember lines. Yeah. Is it is it an art? Is it a skill, or is it something that's up in front of you? You can look up and see it if you need to. Like, how's it work? It's uh, again. I know it's going to sound how it's going to sound, but it just comes down to it's muscle memory. It's yeah. practice. It's something that you can sort of say, all right, how do you know? Just like you said, I wouldn't be able to learn lines. But if we were to sit here right now and I was to say, okay, learn this page of of uh, all your lines that you have to say, you'd struggle to do it, right? Yeah. But if you spent three to four months, I wrote your name at the top so I can remember <laughs> what your name is when I talk to you. You got my weirdly <laughs> enough, you got my my star. Song. <laughs> my address shit all right you've done your homework so but if you were to spend months doing it it would improve dramatically I, I would assume it was a lot harder with home and away where it was week after week after week after week after week mm. like, whereas a movie's got to start and a stop yeah and so you can which is why you learn so much in in shows like neighbors and home and away yeah because again you hit you hit the ground running and you don't have time to stop so it's that whole sink or swim kind of thing so what it is is you know you're not going to get on on a project like that without doing the work to get you there you know what i mean so you're doing the acting classes over time you're not just going to sort of wake up one day and go hey i want to be an actor can i get on home and away yep. sure kid come on you you there's a lot of there's a lot of time spent building up everything before that so when you're doing acting workshops or acting classes or anything you know you're going to be taught different things and you find something that works better for you so different ways of breaking down the scene breaking down the character you know everything that that gets involved with that so you know you're kind of building it up over time and then the more you do it the more obviously it's going to start feeling like second nature to you and then it becomes a bit of muscle memory yes it's going to always be hard work but just like a gym workout you go you can't go to the gym once and then go i'm fit you know it's a constant build up and then it's maintenance after that so you're always going to be working on it so even when i was doing acting classes in the states there's there's people in those acting classes that i was watching in movies and and i'm like holy crap you know part of you goes okay wow holy crap hang on a minute like why do you need to go to an acting class but in saying that it's it's always about maintenance you know you can't just hit your peak and then go, well, I don't need to try anymore. 
Yeah. Because that's when you fail. Because if you once, and, and I remember that's something Chris Hemsworth said to me, because my first three weeks on Home and Away was Chris's last three weeks. Okay. And among, we had a couple of chats, not that many, but we had a couple. And one thing he did say to me is he goes, just remember how lucky you are to be here. And it was really cool because we, I, was, I was picking his brain and he was really happy to sort of have a bit of a chat with this sort of new kid on the show that was really wanting to have a listen. And Chris was only about, I think, 24 at the time or something like that. So, but he was, he was a superstar of the show already, you know, okay. not even, not Thor size, but he was, he was big and he walked into a room. You knew he was there. He just had this aura about him. And I just remember him saying to me, remember how lucky you are to be here. He said, because there will be people that'll get their dream and they'll take the foot off the pedal. Yeah. He said, when you get the job, that's when the hard work starts because getting there is hard enough. But once you get there, it's about staying there and building and getting better and better and improving on your, your acting ability, your, your evolving your role. And then once you finish that role, it's about getting another role. But, and, but it's, that's when the hard work starts is when you get the job, because when you get like up until that point, the audition, that's all great. But then you've really got to tell the story after that. And you can't, you can't take a second just to, to relax. It's, it's, it's all fun. It's an amazing time but you cannot just think that you can coast your way through it and do you, do you put yourself in that character in your life during that period or you switch on switch off as you sometimes yeah. um I, I switch off but that see sometimes that can it can be a risky thing when some actors go method mm -hmm. um it, it depends what works better for you at the end of the day if it works for you if it does what it needs to do on screen sweet but some actors if they go method they may have a hard time switching off others can just switch off like that. I know there's been times where I've done emotional heavy scenes and for the rest of the night, I've just been shit house. Like don't want to talk on the phone to anyone, just want to sit on the couch, just want to be in my own space and sit there like a little sad case purely because in order to get to the point I needed to get to to cry my eyes out for that scene, I had to sort of work my mind up into a state of depression to get to there yeah, because okay. I mean, I can't just cry on cue. Like I've, I know people that can just go, hang on a minute, sit there, sit there about five, six, seven seconds later, their eyes start welling up Stop it. and within 10 seconds, they've got a tear drop and, they, and then I'm, oh, uh, and I remember, and yeah, I've got a friend that did it and she, and then she was just like, yeah, man, that's how I do it. And she's a legend, but I can't do that. And so for me, like to work myself up to that point, but then switching off. Cause once you do the scene, it's like, great. All right. Next scene. Good job guys. Moving on. And for them, it's moving on. But for you, you're emotionally just Invested, yeah. broken. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So when it, when you put yourself into the, to the role, you just got to make sure it works for you mentally. Thankfully, uh, for the most part, a lot of roles I've done haven't really required me to go to, unless it's an emotional scene where you're crying or whatever it is. I haven't needed to go to those depths, but mind you, I am looking forward to the, the time I get to do that. There was a role I was going to do, I was going back a couple of years now where I'd originally planned to because of the, the the spiral of the character mentally the the project never went ahead like we're all locked in for the roles and stuff but the project never went ahead and i was i was genuinely excited about just seeing how far i could take my mental limits and then trying to break them okay. you know what i mean and yeah. just trying to absolutely break them and yeah one day that'll happen but for when you say you know do you take it home with you and stuff like that yeah sometimes yeah parts of your role can bleed out into you you know you, you hear the, the big superstars jim Carrey. i think he was talking about a role where it sort of it, it changed him a bit and and that's not saying whether that's good or bad that's just saying you know it, it definitely Im impacts you and thankfully with with my role as jeff on home and away he was he was a really he was a really lovely guy so there was different things about jeff i was like i i really admire this about this character and spending three years playing that character was really cool yeah, and cool. yeah and then there's there's other roles where you just um you take experiences of your own life or you know a friend who reminds you of this character and then you go well actually hang on that's a really good idea so i'm going to steal my my memories of that friend and incorporate that into the role and for the time being you can you know you can do little bits and pieces about that role but for yeah i i, I think i'm getting off on a bit of a tangent but yeah I, I, for me i try to 
always stay aware if you're ever going yeah. method. Mm. Wow. Big call. <laughs> who, who is mentoring you in this space? Like, are there, are there any other actors around that lead a hand or just say, come on down and catch up with me, mate. We'll have a chat. Yeah. Like, do you have anyone in that space? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I'm very thankful in, in, um, in this instance. So obviously there's, there's a, there's a guy called Todd Lassance mm -hmm. and, uh, Todd and I did home and away together for years. And then we've worked together on black site and we've, we've been mates for 15 years now. And um, Toddy actually just got one of the lead roles on NCIS Sydney. Oh, nice! Which is fantastic, yeah. And so we uh, we really we we chat all the time. We get on that on that same wavelength, and we really help each other out. We pick each other up when each other is sort of having those doubts because you get a lot of those in this oh, industry. You're hitting a hundred. What'd you say? A hundred plus. All the time. Yeah. Like, all the wow. time. And so you sit back and you go, yeah, you know, am I ever going to work again? And you all those kinds of things that you have. So. Toddy and I sort of coming up together and, and, and being in that same sort of mindset, but obviously having our differences in, it just really helps. So there's people like Todd um, and stuff like that, but then I'm very fortunate and I, I've never really said this because I, I always like to to keep certain friendships and, and relationships quite, oh, quite private Don't and stuff like that. Need so, to, mate, like. No, no, no. But I, like, I've never really said this just purely because like for me, I go, I, I enjoy the relationship of what it is. Whereas, you know, in this industry, there can be a lot of name dropping. There can be a lot of fake relationships. You've got a couple of few good ones on the way. I picked, yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked the mic up three or four times on the way through. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, for the last couple of years, uh, a really good friend has like, well, he's been, he's been a great friend and a great mentor is, is Russell Crowe. And oh, sorry, uh, yeah, oh, the, the only mic that up, mate, yeah, I knew we were going to do that. <laughs> but Russell, hey, that's a good one. You couldn't pick a better one. He honestly, he's a phenomenal human. Yeah. Um. He he's you know he's obviously his accolades speak for themselves. But Russ is um he's always been so generous with his time and with with the wisdom that he's willing to impart. And uh and and he uh yeah he's been he's been a mentor for the last couple of years. And and every now and again he'll just check in on me. How are you going? And how's this going? And if I've got a role, I'll let him know about it. And then he keeps checking in. And there's been several things that he's written to me, which I read before every audition now. Wow. That's and cool. things to keep in mind. And and then game ritual. Yeah yeah yeah. Nice. And and there was one role I uh I nearly got made it to the final two for it and um and i remember so he was checking in with me the week before it days leading up to it the day of and then message message me when you do it after you've done it done it messaged him great and then he was just sort of like great mate you've got you'll have a lot of adrenaline after doing it and doing a good job just make sure you go do this get rid of that excess energy just little things yeah but just the fact that yeah he he obviously he's been there he's done all these amazing huge films but he, he still knows how that feels yeah and the fact that he wants to he wants to sort of help as well as you know we've got that friendship but he also has that 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 want to be a, a mentor and there's actually a lot of actors which can say the same I've, I've bumped into a few actors over time and, and and russell's actually done something quite similar with them and he he's just a very generous human being and, and I, I i don't you know it's it's actually quite cool because he does it but he never wants to put it out there yeah. the good work that he does or the yep. people that he helps he just does it because he wants to do it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so uh, Russ is, Russ, there's a lot of people which have, I've got a, so many people, but also people like myself who've got such a deep admiration, but a deep gratitude for him. I, mean, I love when I hear stories of, you know, body science is 24 years old. And, you know, we've been with the South since 2003. You know, when, when I first met you, it was like back in 2000, was it just before 220? 2019. Yeah. So 2019. You were doing a cover of a magazine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was doing the, 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 the transformation cover issue of Men's Health. That's right. And yeah. then you guys, you guys were, were actually sent, sent me a lot of supplements. So the protein, the bars, the pre-workout, everything. Yep. And, and honestly, 
that ever since because I, I never really used to take protein or anything like that. I never really knew what to do. Yep. And I would just sort of train. I'd run or go surfing or whatever. And oh, I'm sore. I don't really know what to do about it. Because you've really but changed then, your training lifestyle, haven't you? Very much. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you're a serious trainer now. Yeah. So And, and honestly, it kicked off in 2019. Yeah. And so when we did that, that men's health cover, that completely changed the way I train. I look at, I, I, I approach training because I never used to think <laughs> of stuff. How are the nerves but, knowing you're going to be on the front of a magazine? Yeah. <laughs> Because like, yeah. they, they don't do the bullshit on that magazine, do they? That's no, you, they, they put you on that magazine. They don't- They don't touch have, it up yeah, a single bit. Yeah. No, and I remember asking- A lot of people wouldn't know that. Yeah. Because I remember asking, um, I said, uh, I made a joke, oh, I don't know about my chicken legs or something like that, you know? And I said, oh, can you can you just highlight my calf lines a bit and make my calves look? And he's just like, no, we don't touch it. Mm. Uh, and and it, I was saying it in jest. I was saying it as a joke, but you know, it was cool because he goes, no, we, we don't, that's that's what, we don't do any of that. We uh, What the photo takes is what we print. Yep. Simple as that. And and that was really cool because whatever work you put in gets shown. It's no enhancements. And uh, yeah, so we trained for 12 weeks with Johnny Castano. And um, look, I was nervous, but Johnny was saying it the whole time, trust the process. Yeah. And so I was just like, as, again, put in the hard work day after day after day and don't expect immediate results. Just know that your goal is there, yep. but just get to the end of this day. And that's why you need a coach. A coach, everyone yep. who wants to change their body composition needs a coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's so much we we don't know and there's so much we think we know. If I do this and if I do that, then yeah, it should be sweet, right? It's like, no, there's a hundred other factors involved. And even if you do know it, having a coach keeps you accountable because you may just get sidetracked or you may forget something on the day. So you're so right. Having someone keep you accountable every, every step of the way is exactly what you need. And um, so, yeah, when we did that, I was, I was, I think I was more nervous than excited, which surprised me because obviously when you're bearing yourself like that, you open anything you do in the public eye, you run that risk of, of judgment. You know what I mean? Which is a big part, especially with social media. That's why I was, I, but I was really, I was more excited than anything because I knew I, I, I like the physical results is what everyone saw, but the mental results is what I felt and what I knew. And, and, cool. and at the time I was broken mentally. I was done. Like okay. I, at the time, like physically I was the worst I'd ever been, but mentally I just remember being in the worst place I'd ever been. And, um, and not a lot of people knew it. And, and obviously I spoke about it in the article and stuff like that. But like, I remember calling up my best mate one day and I, and I told him like probably a year later. Um, and I just, I, I said, dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably saved my life through this chat. And, and I just rang him one morning because I just, I remember waking up and I was just like, why? Mm. I just woke up. and was like, what, why? Why? Like I never, never ever thought of, you know, doing anything yeah. or anything like that. You just have that thought of just going, I, I don't know why, why do I wake up? I'd have to. And I called my best mate. I was on my way. Just I jumped in the car, went for a drive and I called him and he's, he was, he's a school teacher, but he's a, he was an MMA fighter. At one time he's a UFC fighter. So he's like, you know, he's always, always busy nonstop. And, and he's, he's been, uh, be my best mate for a long time. And, and I called him, he's like, Hey bud. And, um, and he's up in early beach and he was just about to start teaching. So it was about sort of quarter past eight in the morning. And I was just like, mate, I need you to talk to me. I don't, I don't care what you talk to me about. Just talk to me. And he just, without even hesitation, he's like, all right, bud. So, um, me and so-and-so went to the movies on the weekend and he just talked about normal stuff yeah. because that's what I asked him. And after about five minutes, I was starting to grunt make a noise because I didn't want to say anything. And then after another five minutes, I sort of giggled a bit at stuff that he might've said and talked for another little bit. And then I'd respond to stuff and then it turned into a bit of a conversation. But whatever it was, I was just like, I, and at the end I was like, thanks bro. He's like, you're good, bud. All right, I'll give you a call after work. So chill. But 
you need mates. Yeah. You need mates. And so for like, I got into that to say, so when I did men's health, mentally I was broken. Emotionally I was broken. Physically I was the worst I'd ever been because all I do is eat shit for a pick me up. The two and go then, hand in hand. And then I'd say, I'm going to go to the gym to work it off, but I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And then I'd maybe once a week, I'd pick something up and put it back down. You know what I mean? It wasn't actually working out. It was just, it was doing something stupid for the body. And then I'd just be eating a lot of sugary crap and then telling myself, I'll go work it off. And then you get like a little tiny pump from your little shitty gym sesh that you think you're doing something for about seven minutes. You might be like, <laughs> yeah, cool. I got a bit of pump in the old arms and it goes back down. And so when we did this transformation from the day we started, John, was like, it's going to be painful because you're getting rid of a lot, a lot of habits. Yep. You know, the sugar cravings, the shit food cravings, the, the just like getting yourself back into this routine. But I think I just sort of said to myself at the start of it, I know this is going to hurt. This is going to be painful. This is going to be frustrating. This is going to be all the above, all the things that you feel when you're changing, when you tell it, when, when something requires change, nothing's going to happen. No change happens through comfort. We're never going to change if we're comfortable. So I was the whole time I was happy, but like happy that I was doing something, but Jesus, the training was hard. I was crawling out of that, that <laughs> session every single day. And the food was really hard as well. Like, you know, stop not drinking cans of Coke yeah. or soft drink or anything. So I'd, I'd substitute that with some mineral water. So at least I get that fizziness. But yeah, like you're just doing it day by day by day. And after maybe a couple of weeks, you go, oh, I'm noticing a little clicks, result. Hey, something something clicks. clicks. Yeah. But then I had to tell myself, no, don't focus on the result. Mm. Get back to it. Get back to doing what you're doing. Yeah. And then as time goes on, your energy levels start changing. Your mindset starts becoming a little, like you feel that clarity. And, and over time, all of a sudden, the best way I can describe it is I would see things in black and white for so long through a tunnel. Yep. And then I started to see things black and white 360. And then I would start to see color in that sunrise slowly. And then wow. over the weeks, I saw more and more color. And then I started to feel like myself again. And, and it's like color return to my my mentality my vision and, and it's something that i would never project in public so whenever someone would say something yeah you get that bright happy person but inside i knew i was like feeling like shit yeah. so yeah when that when that front cover came out i was so excited about it because i knew i'd put in the hard work but i knew that physically i knew i looked the best i'd ever looked yep. because you know the training the eating the eating was so important so the training and the eating just we just nailed that but mentally I just felt amazing, and I and it was one. It's it's a weird thing, like that we that we feel like we can't. Well, you and I have had this chat over time as well. That it's a it's sometimes not frowned upon, but it's almost can be smirked at to say that you're proud of yourself. Yeah, right. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Because sometimes you want to say you're proud of yourself, but then you go, oh wait, do I sound like a dickhead, or is that tall poppy syndrome? Is you know we're gonna get shit put on us going, oh you think the world of yourself, but you got to celebrate small wins. You do, mate. You and, so do. And to sit back and and go, no, no, I'm 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 really proud of myself for doing this. You looked awesome on that cover. It, it was it was like I, I would have put money down Photoshop. Like personally, <laughs> I would have gone if I didn't know the magazine, I'm going he's been photoshopped or shit. <laughs> so it, it it felt good. It it felt good, and, and that changed your life now. Like you you completely. really embrace fitness and health now. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I guess that's why we've got a good relationship too, because you know when you start coming talk to me about what you want to do and where you want to go and you get involved in that, yeah, you, I actually buy into the program. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And well, that's the thing. I'll never. I think we started the hot and cold bath because one day you said I'm really sore from training all the time. I yeah, said, I'm going to have a cold bath. You want to come? 
And I was like, this is going to hurt, yeah. but sure. Yeah. And it was and terrible. He goes full neck, like link oh. commits, mate. Like I'll sit on the edge of the elbows up going, oh, I'm in a bath. I'm oh, feeling. You say that now, but I'll yeah, tell you what. He goes full underwater. Like you I really. Was, oh, no, I was tiptoeing in oh. and you're just like, but I'll tell you what, you, I'll tell you, if you say that you can't act, if you're, <laughs> you looked like you were in your happy place in that cold pool. I was like, how is he doing this? I was teeth chattering, shrinkage for three days, all oh. that kind of stuff. And you were just like, yeah, mate. It's I just, just pulled the surfer card out. So <laughs> come on, mate. You've surfed in cold water stop this shit <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, whereas but, you are but you um i give it to you like you like you're training with the crew at mermaid now Where, whereabouts yeah so geordie kahu who used to play for the the broncos yeah. um he started up the s30 uh gym at, at mermaid i know has been there a few times and yeah. joel one of my neighbors goes yeah so your oh, neighbor we, we trained oh, together the shit chat it was it's it's great like, so i'm talking to him time. one day i'm gone because <laughs> joel's an it guy and so he used to do late nights no, so his his social life was was hard because he was on the reverse clock of the world. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. way he used to do things at night and stuff. And he's chatting with him one day, and he goes, oh, "I should move to Melbourne and meet people." I said, "Mate, you can meet people here. Yeah. Like you're at the gym. Say hello to someone. Yeah. Just go, just walk in and go. Fuck this. I'm just going to go say hello to someone. And if they brush me off, there's I don't know. It's a class of forty. I'll do another one tomorrow. Don't be don't be creepy, Joel. But just go in there. And so he rocks up and he goes, <laughs> he goes. It was so funny. He goes, I met someone today. He had a body science bag. I go, oh, I wonder who that was. I see Link a week later and he goes, I met your neighbor. He came up and said hello to me. And I went, oh no, like of all the people, like yeah, he, yeah. he, he's he gone and just eyeballed you and yeah. gone up to you. And I just thought that was so cool hearing that awesome. story. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you two train a fair bit now. Like he's always there at the same sessions. Always jumping in the same classes. Yeah. yeah. So, and one thing I actually can't praise enough is, is those group classes. Yeah. I, cause I used to, I don't, I used to go to the gym just by myself, think that I was, you know, and, and that's not a bad yeah, thing because I'd like to be in my own space, but I tell you, you what. You gotta be a certain type of accountable human yeah. for that to have long-term. Mate, it's, yeah. it's insane. And obviously it teaches you to train smarter, yep. you know, you got to train to, to suit your body type. And, and plus when you can jump into these group classes, you know, you find the one that suits you most because there's a lot of those, there's thankfully there's a lot of ones running around now. Yeah. With Geordie Carr, who's won the S30 gym, I've I've really just I love it there. You know, there's no bullshit. It's um it's it's a really good you look atmosphere. happy there. Like it's on your Insta fair bit. Like <clears throat> yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's a really cool atmosphere. But what I do love is that you can get in there and you can just turn your thinking off, get to tunnel vision, and you just do it. You yeah. know, you you have to keep up with everyone, so it keeps you accountable while you're training, yeah. and you're absolutely knackered. But I know if I was training by myself, I wouldn't push myself even half that oh, because exactly. I'd go, oh, I'm too tired. I'm just going to take a quick break. I'll have a look at my phone, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no. So my my whole um, approach to training has completely changed since doing since doing the men's health cover. Even just looking at different forms of strength training mm. because I. Growing up, I never, I never trained legs. I never, I never did core. You know, as a, as a guy, you try and always just want to train your arms and your chest because that's all what you're seeing when you're looking in the mirror or whatever. But you can do that when you're 18, 19. You can do that because your body will do that like, you yeah. know, like that. But when you start sort of as, as the years progress, you need to train smarter. You need to do that proper strength training. You need to build up the core and all that kind of stuff. And I, anyway, I got a crash course in that when we did that men's health cover. And ever since then, it's completely changed the way I think about it all. And, and just every time you train, you're not meant to be comfortable. You're not, you're not meant to sit there going, I love, yeah, like, yeah, we love it. But you love how you feel after, after you finish. Yeah, absolutely. You're not, you're not sitting there where you train and meant to love every second of that. Like maybe some do, but there's a lot of times I'm like, oh, I can hate this. But once you're done, you're just in euphoria. We had a chat this morning in, in my gym. I got one at home and I trained with the Colonel and Cherie trains a lot with me. And we were I was talking to the Colonel yesterday because I was talking to one, another one of my mates and he said, I haven't been to training for a while. And I went, oh, why is that? He goes, because I don't know which Greg I'm getting. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, fuck you. What, what does that mean? And he's like, my, my lifestyle's been pretty turned upside down and pretty busy in the last year. And he goes, I just don't like some of the Gregs I get. 
I'm going, oh, okay, well, I actually go train for my mental health. Like I go in yeah. there so that I can take 20% Greg and make him 80 or I can take 50% Greg and make him 100. That's it. I mean, and like I saw Brian this morning and Brian being the colonel, he makes me so accountable. Like I don't want to let the colonel down. He stands with his arms. If I'm one minute late in my own house, <laughs> he'll look at me with his arms folded. He just gives me the colonel look and I love it. Yeah. And um, he goes, I was thinking about that comment. You know, the one Greg about, uh, which Greg do I get? And he goes, I think that too. I've gone, oh God, I've got some type of complex now. Like <laughs> all my mates wonder which Greg it is. And I, you know, I sat around and, and I said to him, right, right, Brian. Oh, mate, I come with my 20, but I'll give you my 100. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, that, that's and, that's, it. and that's where um, I, I love that space that you're talking about. I've got my little crew that I train with and it's it's really cool. And, it, you know, I open my eyes up. Like I do come down some mornings and I'm just like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be here. Like, mm. But I'm there because the colonel, I'm scared of the colonel. So that's it. Yeah, he's going to be there. You got but, so, he's but at the end of it, we fist pump, we go get a coffee. Yeah. You know, awesome. Yeah. You know, and that's my routine in my life. And I, and I love that part of my life right now. But it was it was just really interesting to hear you, you talk about that same thing. That routine's become part of your life and you, you embrace it. Like I see what you're doing and where you want to go. And, and I love the passion of, of you, Link. Like I just think you're a great human to be around. And I, you lift me when you're around me. And I know it sounds a bit, should we hold hands? No, it's, 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 but it's, uh, it's I'll, I'll, I'm going to touch base on what you just said in a second. But yeah, yeah. but I, I love that <clears throat> space. And I'm really glad that in 2019, you got that opportunity from someone to be on that magazine, which was probably more of a media thing for you at first in your head. Like it was, oh, I can resurrect, I can do this. Like no, it's one of the. In all honesty, it didn't even start like that. So I, by chance, I had a uh, I had a catch up with the guy who was the editor of Men's Health. There was a couple of us who got invited to this golf day in the Goldie, and uh, and we all had a feed that night, and all the other boys that went to bed and me and uh scotty uh scotty. Was yeah. he there then was he scotty yeah he's a legend. and he's a great guy and we were just there chatting late at night talking life you know you're talking your motivations your aspirations inspirations what drives you what breaks all that kind of stuff and started getting into it I, I didn't open up too much but i let him know i was just kind of like dude i'm training shit this and that and i said the only time i've wanted to train lately is watching when i saw creed 2 in the cinemas and he goes oh yeah i said mate michael b jordan you know because he's just yeah. such a beast and he said yeah we had him on the cover recently i said i know and i said mate talking to covers like you guys do those transformations eh and he's just like yeah 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 i said would you would you ever consider me maybe like and i expect him just to sort of laugh me out of the room you know what i mean yeah. and he just looked at me in wide eyes and he said would dude would you consider doing it with us oh that's awesome and i said mate a hundred percent i said look you know where i am is the worst i've ever been all that kind of stuff and um and i said dude i i need to turn it all around and if you and the team would be willing i i would love to to sort of you know jump on that if you haven't done a transformation this year in a while i said no we're actually wanting to hold a meeting soon about who to jump who to have on our next one and so anyway we shook hands other big names have been on there too just quietly yeah i know right then yeah. so i think guy sebastian was just before that and everything and rock yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there we go and uh but it was funny because he goes oh how long would you want to train for would you want to do four weeks and i was like i didn't you do a 12 week one he goes fuck do you You're reckon you can, yeah. do you reckon you could handle that and i was like Mate, if you can, if you, if you would let me do this for twelve weeks, let's do it. And yeah. so we shook hands there and then made a deal. About three weeks later, he calls me because the team's keen. They want when can like when do you want to do it? You'll have to move to Sydney though. And I was like, just let me know when. So I think a couple of weeks later, bags were packed. I had one of my best friends let me rent her a little spare room in in Sydney. Yep. And uh, yeah, and then it all sort of started. But um, mate, just to quickly touch base on on something that you you just sort of said, isn't it funny? Like you know, routine is something that's so important, especially I mean, for me in my industry the ups and downs, the the continuous sort of not knowing when your next job's going to happen, all that kind of stuff. So you need routine to keep your mind strong. You need to otherwise, yeah, without routine, you just start to crumble a bit, right? So yeah, that's this. That's
that's why this is so important with me at the moment is is to sort of have a, have a balanced routine. And obviously, I'm doing the presenting thing as well as the acting thing and 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 different sort of MC gigs and whatnot. So I'm always just trying to keep busy. But you know, keeping your mind and your body in check is so important. But then you know, when we're just sort of having a you know something you were saying before that and uh, and made a little joke, isn't it funny that when we pay each other compliments, it's almost like we don't know <laughs> if we if we can yep. or not. It's so true. You know, we yeah. we're here to build each other up. But it's like I caught up with some mates last night, a couple of a couple of mates from back in Brizzy, and while we were sitting there having a chat at. Each like each of the boys at different times of, the, of us having a feed. We just went and had a steak at, at our old local in Brizzy. Oh, check my phone. And, um, I didn't get that one. No, no, the courier pigeon. It, it got caught. It got lost in the clouds. Ah, oh, it's been raining lately, so I'm sure it'll arrive. It's just like, oh yeah, where's 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 that jacuzzi invite? Um, and and but not not one bloke didn't say, boys, we need to do this more. We need we we really need to do this more. It's it's good to see is and everything like. The importance of having good mates yep. and taking that time away from life, your routine, whatever it is to have that time just to sit back and, and be able to switch off with those people that you both you can you love and you can trust, family, mates, all that kind of stuff. And to be able to build each other up. It, it's 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 sometimes weird because we can build each other up in some instances, but in other times we go, Oh, it might sound a bit weird if we if I if I give you a compliment about this without having to make a a comedic comment on top of that. And and that's the Australian way, which is absolutely great. But isn't it crazy how sometimes we don't feel we can give someone either a compliment or the recognition they might they might deserve or need at the time absolutely. without thinking that we might come across a certain way. You know, we're in such a crazy time at the moment where, you know, not to get sort of too deep about it, but social media encompasses our lives and mm. it's gotten to a point where you know people's attention spans are so so short that you can't really be present in the moment but because of that you have a constant anxiety of of you well you're just seeing anxiety rising and and also that feeling of inadequacy because yeah. you'll compare your worst days to someone else's best is what you'll Absolutely. see on their on their feed yeah. right so there's all these sort of ups and downs and some people are deleting the apps because they're like i just can't i can't sit on my phone all day like i have been so you know mental health has never been more important than what it is right now and it's just funny we're at this time where we still also feel that we sometimes can't give people the props that that either they need they deserve or that you just want to share and that might lift the moment um it's it's, it's just such it's so weird isn't it like you know it's a it's, it's a weird time in society it's oh, a, mate. anyway so for, make a commitment to each other that we'll do the right thing yeah 100 percent, and we always do i'll, and, I'll start you know, when, when the mics I'll, aren't on i mean I'm, I'm gonna you know pay credit when credit's due is that when the like the mics aren't on you you and me are having chats we really you know we don't hold back and that's mm. something i always appreciate about you and that that i've obviously you know I've learned a lot from you. So, you know, for anyone who's listening, I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you've got a mate or a family member, just send them a message and say, I'm thinking of you. I hope you're having a good day. Yeah. And we do that all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. And I enjoy that, mate. It's like a little spark. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It, the smallest thing. I thought he'd lost my number. <laughs> but look, I will admit, and I, you know, saying some nice things, when we're at the hot and cool, cold pools, mm. I do look better when I'm sitting next to you. Like you, you make me look better. Mate, you're a 10, that. I'm a two with good lighting. That's why. <laughs> I'm just taking the piss. Surround yourself. <laughs> I just enjoy that time when, when we actually get to unstrap me as the executive and you as an eight and we just talk mm -hmm. shit, you know, and two guys and you've got a great network outside of that and I've got a great network and it's really cool just the way that we can be very honest with each other. And I mean, I lean on you when I'm having bad days. I go, yeah. Link, I'm having a shit day. Can you talk me through this? And yeah. you, you often do that with me as well and I, I respect that yeah. and I'm really grateful for that. Mate, I, um, we probably, 
probably need to start wrapping this up. We could talk for hours we and could, days, yeah, you and yeah, I. Yeah. I haven't even done a product plug yet. Like, I'm going to get well, crucified this, if I... Well, this Body Science <coughs> water bottle, this alkaline water that you've got yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Actually, a quick product plug. We were just touching base on it when I was doing the, the men's health stuff and you guys sent me all those products. I haven't touched another product since because... And, and, and I will never... I will never push a product, a company, anything if I don't genuinely believe in it. Yep. You know, over the years you get offered to do different collaborations and some of them throw stupid money at mm -hmm. you. And even there's been times where I've been on or below the red line financially, which is actually a lot of the time when you're in this industry. And I'll still turn them down because it doesn't align with me. And one thing I will say about body science and not a word of a lie is that that is the only product that I like that works for me that I feel I get my best results out of so when it's like with your protein I always I love the the lean the yep. the, the lean protein yep. but also the the bars I froth them yep. yeah 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 you're it's, a collagen man too these days oh so yeah. I will not go a Loves day without the clean greens and the collagen so I'll put both of those together in in the same and then um and then they're doing one day like I'm going to tell a real story here here we go I said, mate, you're doing a lot of training. You're doing, and you're doing a lot of flying and stuff too. Like you, you want getaway and stuff. You're like, you're in and out. And I, I don't know when you fly, you just don't feel right. That's it. And he's going to me, what do you got, Greg? That makes me sort of feel a little bit better. I said, mate, I just reckon you should do the clean greens and the collagen together every morning as you open it. Like that's your, you train early or whatever you do. It's his best idea he's ever had now. I hear him telling everyone about it. Like it's his best idea. I don't shut up Simple life hack. Yeah. But it's an easy one, isn't it? It's, mate, it is honestly an incredible product. Um, so I will have that every Every single morning and then there's the triangle bowl as well so i make sure i have that and then obviously you've got the um you've got the calm support and um and then there's also this i wasn't going to go through them all but no nah, the zinc and magnesium as well yeah so the like you guys have nailed the whole range you know yeah. and everything but in terms of the clean greens and the collagen put that's, them together in some water that is the best stuff i, of the I day. hear you people come to me and say oh, link was telling me use this yeah it must be because you look so good like your skin looks great it's collagen it's all, it's all just yeah just i don't know what it is from the inside out champion hey, i love it <laughs> no but um i do i do love um the body science product and obviously you know all the all the different people that that you've had over the years that are continuously using it wouldn't be using it for no reason so 25 years in feb 25 years 25 years that's like, that's you know what are you like 17 or something like that's uh, just a little bit uh, just just turning 22 <coughs> yeah, yeah like, just so turned 22 last, you know you know what it's like but mate i decade i have loved having you on thanks for turning up mate thanks for having me this is it's it's been good we've been chatting about having this chat and for it was only because you wrecked my movie on the, the weekend and um <laughs> <laughs> That's basically saying, Lincoln, you have to get the hell out of here now. Time is up, champion. <laughs> yeah, and I apologize about wrecking your movie. Yeah, I mean, like, I tell you what, though, you took that knife well. Did that hurt? Like, fuck that thing. Like, that was thrown. Tell it you looked what. like it was, they're rubber on the end. Yeah. And so the prop, prop knife is yeah. the blade is rubber, but the yeah. handle was metal. Right. And so, so how did you know that the rubber was going to hit you? Well, you didn't. <laughs> so here's a good story, right? Is that? Because <laughs> we I filming... laughed like shit when you got when it landed in your chest. But, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so when we were shooting that, the 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 lead actor, so Jason Clark, um, he they they were shooting his close up and his mid shot. So the both both cameras were shooting towards him, yep. and he pops around the corner and just throws this knife. So his character's this ruthless assassin. Yep. Throws the knife, goes straight into my heart, straight into the chest, and then my character just looks, falls dead. Right. Yep. Now when we when he was shooting that, he had the uh, he had the prop and obviously for his close up, he's like He's given it his all to make that shot work. Yeah, you know, because he just pops around the corner. But he launched that thing, <laughs> and I didn't know that that handle was bloody metal until <laughs> he's launched it with absolute accuracy. And I'm That's standing like a meter away from, like yeah. less than a meter away, sorry, from the camera. So if that went to the other side, it would have went straight into the camera. And it's just connected into my chest, and it's just this big like thud, and it's hit me, and I've went. Woo! 
have fallen onto the ground, back onto the stunt mat, you know, fallen down. They've had him do his thing. And then he comes over to like the, the first AD, the assistant director goes, um, you're right, did that hit you? I went, yeah, a little bit. And then it like comes over and then Jason comes over and he goes, hey, mate, sorry, did that did that, that hit you? I was like, fucking oath it hit me, mate. I think it went through me. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Was, anyway, next take, he's launched and has hit me on the shoulder. But it was like, I was like prepping. I was prepping so hard. Like, this is gonna, this is gonna collect me. But you know, you, you get them on the big jobs, don't you? Yeah, exactly. No, there's always a lot of fun. Sometimes if things don't go according to plan or if they do, it just makes it more interesting. But yeah. I, I love all that stuff when you get to sometimes do your own stunts, like yep. you, whether it's whether it's a fight scene or whether it's, you know, just just copping a hit or bloody jumping off something or standing around during an explosion when we were tomorrow when the war began I was running up and you jump in the air with all the big explosion happening behind you and stuff like that that's it's so fun that was my favorite piece of you just quietly that was so much fun yeah. oh, and we did that in one take did you really in the, the tomorrow when the war began thing yeah so it was we, we could only do it in six takes and so I basically just separated myself from from the rest of the cast and it was about 45 minutes just sitting there and getting my timing right and just running back and forward running back and forward you know just don't mess this up Link because I love the books love the books growing up and and I just did not want to miss a single beat while shooting this film and uh, because I know the readers would be disappointed I as a reader would be disappointed I as an actor would be disappointed all the above so I just did not speak to anyone for that time and the uh, and they said yeah we can only do this six times like these big air cannons filled with like corks and just a lot of like just shot a wave of air like the, a big compressed air just being shot towards the camera to simulate the wave of the explosion as well as like this big line of wall of fire you know, jump, like shooting up towards the, the sky. So it's just, it looked awesome. <coughs> anyway, and they just said, you can only do it six times. Only enough pyrotechnic stuff to do it six times. Oh, fuck, I don't know how to fuck this up. Anyway, so we're getting ready, getting ready. And the AD goes, all right, you know, when they thought everything's set up. All right, Link, um, when I say three, you start running. And obviously on action is when the uh, the, the the fire will happen and the air will shoot out. And I said, no. Nah. And he goes, what? I said, no, no, no. When uh, just before you say one, I'm going to start running. And he sort of smirked. He goes, nah, Link, just, just hear me out. When I say three, start running, okay? And I was like, no, no, no. When you go to say one, I'm going to start running. Trust me on this. And I just looked at him dead in the eye. And and I like I was confident in myself. And then he goes, all right, you sure? I said, yep. He goes, all right, guys, uh, Link's going to start running on one. But on action, we, you know, everything goes. I can't remember the exact words he used. And he goes, all right, mate, we can only do this six times. So <laughs> hope you get your timing right. And when he walked away, I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I said that with so much conviction. Oh, yeah. I can't, I hope I don't stuff this up. I thought he was and, Tom Cruise. Yeah, I had my I thought this is gonna this is gonna make or break my like my me on set because if I have any confidence with anything else, they'll be like, Link, do you remember the time? Yeah, exactly. And anyway, so we're doing it ready. Three, two, I started on one, and I just jumped in the air, done the thing to feel the feel the air go behind us, feel the heat of the fire, all the above, the whole cast falls back and land on the stunt mats, all that kind of stuff. And they had about five cameras shooting it and in slow-mo and all that kind of stuff. And I thought to myself, oh no, I didn't flick my head back as much as I wanted to. I didn't do this with my arm as much as I wanted to. Is that seriously went through your head after oh, all that explosion? thousand thoughts. Wow. Like even when I did it, I went, as soon as even I was in the air doing it, I, went, I did, I went, damn it, in my own head. And it landed. And then, so I stood up straight to the director, beeline for him and I said, Stewie, I'm so sorry, mate. I, 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 I will get it right. Trust me, this next time I'm going to nail it. I promise you, I'm so sorry. And I started walking back and he goes, Link, where are you going? Come back. We got it. So what? <laughs> he goes, we got it. We got it. That's it. Boys, uh, that's that. check the gate. We're going to move on, but let's, yeah, th that's that's it. You, that was perfect. And I went, no. And I said, no, I, 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 there's something I want. And he goes, you know, I'm stuttering now because I remember all the excitement I had at the time. But I, I said, no, that. there's something I wanted to do. He says, no, come and have a look. And they had four monitors. And they come along and behind that, looked at the monitors and they replayed 
replayed it from all the different camera angles and just like that shot and just jumping in the air, this. And I was like, it looked different to how it felt, but the timing was perfect. And I was just like, oh shit. Oh shit, that's an action movie. Like, you know, as a kid, that's you're like, cool. you want to do that action movie thing. Yeah. And I got to do the action movie thing. And they're like, that's it. All right, guys, uh, that's perfect. Let's start, you know, de-rigging all this, you know. And they're like, great job. One take. And I was like, oh, I didn't stuff it up. <laughs> that's gold, mate. That is gold. That is almost as good as your picture on fingernails I saw the other day on your Instagram. That Someone had your picture on their fingernail. <sighs> what was that? Do you sell those? No. <laughs> is that on your website? I reckon you should. Not as much as my tattoo, that, or your tattoo of me on your ass, but we won't, we won't talk about that, will we? <laughs> oh, that's cool. Mate, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks for coming on it board. It has, buddy. Thanks um, for having me. You're part of the family here. We love it. And uh, yeah, stay no, true. Mate, 100%. No, this has been great. Yeah, brother. Thanks, brother. Thanks, mate. Lots of love.